So good evening, good evening, good evening. Good to uh, good to see you. Good to see you in the Zoom room. Those of you that are in the Zoom room, and those of you that are joining us live on Facebook, welcome. Great to uh, great to have you with us. As always, Entrepreneurs Guide to Thrive brought to you by Uncovering Greatness and Entrepreneur Hangout every Wednesday from seven to eight p.m. So welcome. My name is uh, Barry Mitchell. I'm the uh, founder of Uncovering Greatness and uh, the founder of Entrepreneur Hangout. So uh, great to be with you. So let's kick off and any questions? Any questions that I can help with this evening before I get into chatting a little bit about what I want to, uh, what I want to teach on. So if you have a question, type it into the chat box on Zoom or type it into the comments section in Facebook and I will do what I can to uh, assist with that. So let's, I'll give you 30 seconds or so. Anyone has a question? Maybe one of you on Zoom would like to, uh, would like to put up your hand. If you have a question, open up your mic and, uh, and we can work with that. Okay, we'll come. We'll come back to quit. We'll come back to questions later on, but tonight I'm going to chat to you about a really powerful process. It's it's what's called a generalized principle. How many of you have heard the word generalized principle before, or sometimes known as a universal principle? What a generalized principle is? A generalized principle, pretty simply, is something that is true in all cases. It's true in all cases. So what that means is that uh, doesn't matter where it exists on Earth, it is true. So gravity, for example, is a generalized principle. Would you agree? It always exists. That, that does that make sense? So um, over the years and and through the work that I've done with Blair Singer and some of the work that I've done with Robert Kiyosaki, they've uh, for years and years and years. And if you read some of Robert's books, he makes reference to a guy called Buckminster Fuller, better known as Bucky Fuller. And when Buckminster Fuller was alive, he was, uh, you know, they called him the gentle genius and uh, an incredible man, an incredible mind, uh, you know, a physicist, a philanthropist, a biologist, an inventor, just an, an, an amazing man. And, and Bucky Fuller talked about generalized principles and, um, you know, so those of you that have been on Thrive on a regular basis, or you know, if you get on the Uncovering Greatness 
uh, or the entrepreneur hangout mastermind. You know, this uh, this month's mastermind, I you know talked about business principles. And how many of you realize that that like anything in life, there's certain principles, and if you actually follow those principles, you will get the results that come out of following those principles. You know, so in uh, in you know in creating wealth, for example. It, you know, if you learn how to invest, if you generate income from selling, you generate income, you save a portion of that income, you take that income, you put it into an asset. If that asset is po it generates positive cash flow, the simple principle is over a period of time, you'll start amassing positive cash flow. Yes, you know, so some principle, some principle, you know, principle based um, behaviors. So, you know, I learned this first from Blair Singer 15 years ago when I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's a principle called precession. And to a large degree, you know, when I learned it, I realized that I've actually lived a lot of my life on the principle of precession. I have, um, I'm just going to ask Sully if you'll just record this for me, but if, you, if you're not. So, you just, you good with that? Just give me a thumbs up, Sully, if you, if you got that recording going, mate. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to you about precession, and I'm going to explain it in a num in a number of ways. And I'm going to talk about why it is so important in terms of being an entrepreneur, but not only in terms of being an entrepreneur. Why is it so important in? Uh, in life. And Buckminster Fuller said this, he said, bodies in motion on other bodies in motion create motion. That, does that make sense? Bodies in motion on other bodies in motion. And as an entrepreneur in sales, in business, you know, how many of you know that you've got to take action? And one of the hardest things is taking, how many of you get this? One of the hardest things is taking action. You know what to do. You know why you need to do it. You know how to do it. But often we are stuck. We say stuck. Why? Because we're concerned. That little voice comes up. What happens if it doesn't work? What happens if, what, what, what happens if, what? Yes, you all know that little voice. You all come against that little voice. And what many people end up doing is planning and over planning and replanning and, and asking more advice without, without, taking, without taking action. But if you understand this, if you start taking motion and you start connecting with other people and you start taking motion and they start getting into motion, what you start creating is you start creating momentum. So let me explain it a little bit like this. Many of you will get this one. If you take a stone and you drop it in water, what happens? You get the ripple effect, yes? And that ripple effect is at 90 degrees, at 90 degrees to the force. So the force of the stone comes, hits the water, and that ripple effect is at 90 degrees. Okay? If you get this, there's, there will be no ripple effect if you hold the stone. You know that if you drop the stone, you're going to create ripples. 
Okay, how many of you don't know how big those ripples are going to be? How big the splash is going to be? Okay, and is that not true to life and business? You have a perception. You think it's going to be, but it's only when you let go of the stone. It's only when the stone starts its downward momentum that anything's going to happen. Now, I'm going to hazard a guess. For most of you, this is, or in fact, for all of you, this is nothing new. The question is, what is stopping you from letting the stone go? What is stopping you from taking action? And a lot of times what stops us from taking action is that little voice, that fear, that not knowing if it's going to work, that not knowing if I'm doing the right thing, that, uh, that internal resistance. Does that, does that, does that make sense? That, that internal resistance. So when you drop that stone, it hits the water, the ripples go. One, you have no idea how big those ripples are going to be. You, you, could, you could surmise, you could presume, you could create some assumptions. You have no idea how big those ripples are going to be. You also have no idea how far those ripples are going to go. And how many of you realize you have no idea what effect those ripples are going to have on the water? So if there's a... A little fella called an ant, and he's riding on his little leaf back home, and you drop the water, and you, and you drop the stone in water, you don't even know that that ant might have been knocked off his leaf. Does that, does that make sense? Now, it sounds like an inconsequential thing in life, but for the example of this is how many of you realize that when you take action or don't take action, you have no idea what many of the consequences are. You have no idea what many of the consequences are. You know, the amount of times that um, I, I meet people and they'll say to me, oh, Barry, you know what? You do, you did that. There was an event that you did and someone phoned me and they sold me a book. I go, interesting. And they go, that book was life-changing. That book that I read something in that book that changed my business forever. Now, I up until that point, I'd never met the person. I didn't even know that they'd bought a book because someone else bought a book and sold it to them. Does, does that make sense? But all too often, and one of, the, one of the reasons we do this is that through our schooling system, we're taught not to make mistakes. We're taught not to get things wrong. We're taught, make sure you know what you're doing and get everything right before you go. So we become so scared, so frightened to let that stone go. Does that make, does that make sense? So I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it like this. So if I take a bolt on a piece of string. Nothing's happening, yes? If I start moving my hand, it starts moving, but I've got to create some force, don't I? And where do I have to create the force? On the inside, you get that? So if I start over here and I start, you get that? It's easier to start closer to the bolt and start getting momentum. And over time, I can let it go. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You get that? And once it gets all the way out, I have to flick it less and less and it keeps going. It becomes much easier to keep the emotion, keep the motion going, to keep the momentum going. How many of you can see that's like your business? 
But all too often, where do most people try to start? They try to start over here and flick, flick, and get it going. And you can get it going, but how many of you can see that it becomes a little bit dangerous? My head's in the way. The... So one of the things I learned from, when I, when I, when I learned this from Blair, when I learned this from Robert Kiyosaki, is that in order to create that, that motion, it first requires you to be tight on the inside. So if you want to create something that's tight on the outside, you get this? You want to create something that's tight on the inside, on the outside, you have to be tight on the inside. So within yourself, you know, when we, when we go back to what we often talk about on this, on this, on this Wednesday platform, The tighter you are on the inside, the more clear you are on who you need to be, the more focused you are on what your being is, what your rules are, what your context is. You know, those of you that have spent any time with me in any, any events, how strong is your cup? Is this making sense? How strong is your cup? How strong is your context? The tighter you are on the inside, the tighter you will be on the outside. You know, Michael, we've talked about building teams. So when, you, when you're building a team, you got to start getting that team tight on the inside. Because how many of you realize when you look at this, if the team's not tight on the inside, when it goes out, it's going to be loose. It's like this. If it's not tight in the middle, if it's all floppy in the middle, this, you're not, one, you're not going to get it out effectively. And two, you're going to struggle to get it out there. Does that make sense? So you start off, the tighter you are on the inside, the easier it is to get going. You get that? And this is a, this is a principle that Buckminster Fuller called precession. Everything that we do is preceded by something else. Everything that we do is preceded by something else. If you do nothing, it is preceded by, by, by something else. You were meant to make phone calls today. You didn't make your phone calls. Something, something else will precede it. Something will come off it. So again, you got to start here and the tighter you are here, the tighter you become over here the simpler and easier it is to create this. So one of my previous mentors, a guy called Kelly Ritchie, Kelly, Kelly explained it like this. He said, one of the problems with many people is many people try to do too many things. How many of you are stuck in that? Uh, you know, and you know, on the entrepreneur hangout mastermind last night, we talked about, how many of you can remember, we talked about doing too many things, you know, Hart said, you know, you know, shiny, you know, shiny ball syndrome, you know, this opportunity. And, and, and when times get tighter and tighter, people jump at opportunities, perceived opportunities to make money. And what happens is we lose focus. We lose focus, we lose clarity. And uh, at the end of the day, we don't, we don't create the results we set out to create. So when you, um, 
you know, many of you would have heard me talk about, you know, start narrow, then go wide. And, you know, Kelly, the way Kelly Ritchie explained this for me was very powerful. What he said is he said, one divides, one divides, one doesn't multiply, one divides. But what happens with too many people is they focused on too many things. If you focus on one critical thing and you focus on doing that one critical thing, well, guess what happens? It will divide and it will divide into your ability to be able to do something else. Then you focus on those one critical things and guess what? They divide. One divides again. How many of you can see what's happening? And that is the principle of precession. To get this going, you've got to focus on one thing. I can't focus on the bolts. I can't, you know, yes, I got to get the planning right. I got to make sure I got a bolt, a piece of string, tie it in the middle, get it all ready. But I got to focus on the one thing. You get that? I got to focus on this. You got to focus on holding it and getting momentum. The one thing, the more I focus on the one thing, the more motion I can create, the more motion I can create, the faster I can get it going, the faster I can get it going, the more I take control of it, the more I can let the rope out, the bigger it becomes. I focus on the one thing. Because if I'm focusing on the one thing and suddenly something comes up over there and I start moving my attention over there, what's going to happen to this? Well, highly likely, knowing me, I'll probably hit myself in the head. Might be funny with people around me. It won't be funny with me. But guess what? I've lost all my focus. I've got to pick up the pieces and start going again. How many of you have experienced that in your business and in your life? How many? So focus. When you focus on one thing, one divides. One divides and it creates multiple things. You know, and as an entrepreneur, the more experience you gain, the more you hang out with the right people, the more advice you get from people that have done what you want to do, the more clarity you get on what are the next one things that you need to focus on. Because this is often what I see, especially with creative entrepreneurs, creators. They start doing something and it'll start working and someone says, oh, you could do this. Oh, that sounds good. And off they go. They haven't finished doing the one thing. They haven't bettered down doing the one thing. And suddenly they're all trying to create something else and then create something else. How many of you fall into that trap? Okay, how many of you could put both hands up falling into that trap? And that's often what happens is we fall into that trap, not because they're not good ideas, but because they just, you're not ready to go and put your attention and create motion. One, because how many of you can see right in the middle, you become loose. When you become loose, you start juggling too many balls. When you start juggling too many balls, everything starts falling down. So one divides. If you really get this and you really understand this concept and you get focused on making sure that you're doing the one next thing, you know, in uh, my wife often teaches What's your right? What's your next right step? What's the one thing you have to do next? The next right step. You got to take the next right step. 
Most people are trying to get down here before they've actually focused on up here. Does that make sense? So I'm going to ask you tonight, what is that rock that you have to drop? Write it down. You know what it is. What is that rock that you've got to drop and you need to drop it now? And that it might take, it might just be something that you need to do tomorrow morning that you've been putting off for two or three weeks. How many of you have some of those one things? In fact, some of you have one major thing that you've been putting off that you know that you need to get it done, but for various reasons, little voices, fears, past experiences, we're not doing that. Okay. Maybe that one thing is something that you have to do consistently over a period of time. You know, some of you, and I know pretty much all of you on this, on this call, and some of you I know, the one thing you have to do is consistency. For example, it's consistency in picking up the phone every day. It's consistency in having appointments. It's just the one thing. It seems inconsequential because there's so many other things that we need to be doing to keep our business going and to keep busy and to keep working and 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 but it's one thing and i've i've learned this over the years that when i focus on the one thing when i keep you know one of my mentors used to say keep the main thing the main thing how many of you have lost sight of the main thing everything else has become the main thing there's too many main things but you know you know when you sit down what's the main thing when you keep the main thing the main thing and you actually get out and focus on the main thing how many of you understand that many of those other worries will actually look after themselves? Why? Because this is a universal principle. Precession. When you're doing the right thing, the right things will happen. Let me say that again. When you're doing the right thing, the right things will happen. Too many times what we want is we want the right things to happen, but we're trying to circumvent by doing things that are not going to create that. Get that? So what's the right thing? I'm going to encourage you, wherever you're sitting right now, standing, whatever you're doing, pull out a piece of paper and write down, what is that one thing that you know you need to get done? What is it? When, is, when does it have to be done? Make a commitment to yourself that that's it, I'm going to do it. Now, you know, one of the things I love about teaching is that very often when I'm teaching, I'm talking to myself. How many of you have experienced that? So... We all have that. We all have, we want to take our business to the next level. We want to take our income to the next level. We want to take our team to the next level. What it comes down, to, it comes down to that. What's the one next thing we have to do? What's the one next thing we've got to be focused on? Because when you focus on this, when I look, when I look back, when I look back on my journey, I can pinpoint a whole lot of times I dropped the rock. A whole lot of times I dropped the rock. 15 years ago, I bought a franchise from Blessinger. That's how I got working with Blair. Now that was scary. You know, those of you that know that story, that was scary. You know, I had to find, a, you know, a couple of hundred thousand US dollars that I didn't have, an environment that I wasn't sure of, doing something that I was absolutely petrified of doing, which was public speaking. But I knew in that moment, there was something in my spirit, something inside of me, told me that that was the right next thing. Now, was it plain sailing? No, many times I felt like this little ant was someone that had dropped a massive big boulder right next to me. So what happened it was up and down, but all through, 
you know, when I look back on those, on not even the last 15 years, but the last nearly 30 years in business, I can pinpoint it to some specific things that I had to make a decision on. And I knew that that was the rock that I had to drop. And when I dropped the rock, often things didn't happen when I wanted them to happen, but they happened when they were meant to happen and the right things happened and created results. And when I look back, I go, oh, wow. Lots of times mentally in my mind, it didn't make sense. It scared the heck out of me. But in my spirit, I knew that was the right next thing. When I took counsel from my mentors, when I did, once I learned to take counsel from mentors, how many of you have fallen into that trap? Then what I realized was that taking that right next step, as hard as I thought it was going to be, created those results. Is that making sense? What's the rock you have to drop? So the other way we explain it is like this. So if you have a B, if you have a B, a B goes to a flower for what? Who wants to type in the chat box? B goes to a flower for what? Why does a bee get up in the morning and go to the flower? Why does a queen bee kick the bee out and say, dude, go work? Nectar. Okay. So Michael put, put nectar. So Michael, that little bee wakes up in the morning and says, woohoo, I'm going to go to this flower and I'm going to create nectar. Why? For food and shelter. Yes. Okay. But was that the reason the bee was created? The bee was created so it could go and, what's the word? Collect pollen. So it could go do what? Pollinate. Thank you. So it could go and pollinate. That is, if you want, that is the bee's mission. Unbeknownst to the bee. Okay. But that bee gets up every single day, flies from flower to flower, lands on the flower. And when it lands on the flower, pollen sticks to its legs and it flies to the next flower and guess what that little bee is responsible for the precessional effect that happens in the world where flowers germinate oxygen is created and man lives okay now there's no doubt in my mind that bee has absolutely no idea that that's what it does so the difference between the bee and the human being is we have a brain. We think we can, we can get an understanding of what our mission is. We can get an understanding of, so what's your mission? You see, for, mo 
Most people, they're not a honeybee, but people are money bees. What do they do? They get up every morning, they go to work to earn money. They go home, get up every day, go to work. Now, sadly for many people, and as, as Ogmandino said, many people are, you know, how many of you have met people who you think are walking dead? They, 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 they just do what they do because that's what they do and they go back and they do it again. So, but when, when you actually, when you wake up and you realize that every single action that you take has consequences, every single action that you take will divide into something else. Every single action that you take will have a pre-sessional effect, whether you, how you take it or how you don't take it will have a pre-sessional effect. The question is, when you have a mission, what is the effect that your actions take in terms of your mission? You see, for example, I have no idea, right now I have no idea who's watching this on, on, on Facebook. I have no idea who might see this in tomorrow on a replay, next week on a replay, or next year on a replay. I have no idea. You know, I, I got, I posted a, or I shared a post that I did five years ago and a guy that had been in one of my programs in Austria sent, sent, just sent a message. He went, wow, I can't believe that this came up on my, on, on my timeline today. And it's a post you did five years ago. It's exactly what I needed. You see, I didn't sit there thinking, oh, Robert's in Austria. If I post this, I'm going to connect with Robert. I just said, what I do is I share and teach. And the more I share and teach, I'll have an effect somewhere. But very often, I have no idea where that effect is. Does that make sense? What's the flower that you should be going to? What's your flower that you need to be flying to every single day? What's your rock that you need to be dropping? You see, too many people are worried about this. They're worried about what is the outcome. They're worried about what is the, the effect that it's going to create. Well, as I said, when I look back and I look back on the pre-sessional effect, there's things that have happened in my life, in my career, in my business, and I can trace it back to the one rock I dropped. I can trace it back to the focused flower that I've had to fly to sometimes over and over and over again. I'm, I, I, I have clients now that came out of something that I did two and a half years ago. For example, you know, I have people that come to my programs that I've, I, I've never met, but I've been reading my emails for two years. You know, I have a guy right now that I'm about to start coaching and, and, and I said to him, you know, why do you, why do you decide to come on this program? He said, I've been getting your emails for a couple of years now. I love your values. I love what you teach. I love how you teach. And I just decided it's time now to take it to a, a, a new level. I had no idea. Now, guess what? There's many times I've sat and I've said to my team, uh, maybe we're wasting our time sending out emails. Maybe we're doing this. Maybe we're doing that. Let's stop it. But I have no idea. So you, you, you get this. What's the next? And you got to manage that. You have to manage it because you can't do everything. But there's specific things in your business and in your life that if you keep doing, suddenly you'll see the results. Like health. 
you know, you keep getting up every day, you keep running, you keep managing your food. Sometimes you're not going to drop that rock. Sometimes you're going to do the wrong thing. You're going to eat the wrong stuff. You're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad two days. If you're like me, I went over Easter. I had bad two and a half days. It's taken me three days or two days to get all that muck out of my system. But I understand what the right next thing to do is. Does that make sense? You get back on track. You keep doing it. Keep doing it. And what happens when you look back, suddenly you go, oh, wow, look at the results. And those results come from the one rock that you had to drop. The one meeting that you've been putting off. You know, the one person that you've been meaning to phone in order to get this done. The one, you know, the five calls that you know that you should be making every single day. The decision that you know that you have to make, but you're not making because you're waiting to, I don't know, see whether it's right or get to know that that's the perfect thing. But somewhere in your spirit, you know that that is the right thing to be able to do. And then actually, if you just go about dropping the rock, it'll take you to the next one thing that you have to do. But you're stuck over here. Does that make sense? Is this helping you guys tonight? Take action. Bodies in motion on other bodies in motion. You see... Well, it's just, this is a body. While it's sitting on the floor, it, ha it has huge potential. You get that? This, this little piece of string and this bolt has huge potential. Huge potential. But while it sits on the floor, how many of you are tired of sitting on the floor? You've got to pick yourself up. You see, because i got to go down. i got to reach down. I have to pick it up. I have to position myself. I have to position it correctly so that I can start creating momentum. You see how quickly I could do that? I didn't, I didn't hold it over here. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I did the quickest, easiest, shortest thing for me to do is get it going here. And then I get it going. And can you see, I don't have to go that fast. And now it's getting momentum. Does that make sense? What do you have to pick up? What's the rock you have to drop? What's the flower that you have to go to? And when you do the right next step, the right next thing will happen when the time and the timing is right. What's your mission? Why are you doing what you're doing? What's getting you up in the morning? You see, this little bee gets up every day, goes to get nectar for food and shelter. But his real mission is to pollinate. You get up every day, you're going to make phone calls. You're going to connect with people. Why? Yes, money's the one thing. That's the result. That's the measurable result. But why? What effect are you going to make in this world? What is your mission? Why are you running your business? You know, for me, and this has taken a while to, to, to solidify in my brain, but for me, it's very simple. It's very clear. My mission is to make a significant positive impact on the entrepreneurial landscape of Africa. That is my mission. It doesn't mean that I won't teach other people around the world, but my mission is very clear, is to drive entrepreneurship in Africa. I ask myself every day, you're either doing this or you're not doing it. If you are doing it, is it, is it driving your mission? If you're not doing it, what, what effect is it having on your mission? Because I know when I pick up the phone, when I book another event, when I 
help another client. When I run an event like this, when I get up here every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. and I teach and sometimes I think, oh, you know how many of you have those days? We're all human. But you suck it up, you get the energy, you deliver with the best possible value that you can deliver. Why? Because you have a mission, because you have no idea what's going to come out of it. When you're doing what you're doing, are you clear on who you're being? What's the precessional effect that you will create? Does that make sense? So, Okay, so any any questions or comments on this? How does it apply to you? Where does it apply to you? How many of you were was I speaking directly to? Yeah, why? Because it's only the two of you or the three of you? Yeah, why? Because it's, how many of you get this? It's principle-based. It's, it's, we know that. You know, I know when I walk past a fridge. Okay, I have, what, what's my choice? What am I going to take out of that fridge? Which is the healthy piece? Which is the unhealthy piece? Which is, I understand that. It's not rocket science. Which flower am I going to? It's going to have an effect. And if I consistently do that every day and make the wrong choices every day, well, guess what? It's going to have a pre-sessional effect down line. It's the same in my business. Who am I finding today? What choices am I making today? What meetings am I having today? You know, and, and, and often, and I've learned this, you know, I'm driving and I get a gut feel. Something stirs in my spirit. Hey, phone Michael Shane. Yeah, but you know, uh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. No, no, phone Michael. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three weeks later, I didn't phone Michael Shane. And I see Michael, I don't know, I see Michael somewhere where he jumps on this. He goes, Barry, I was trying to get a hold of you. You know, I really needed to speak to you. Oh, what's the worst thing that happens? You pick up, I phone Michael Shane. Michael goes, hey, Barry, nice to hear from you. Cool, Michael. Well, seemingly nothing will come out of it, but guess what? Maybe just my discussion that I had with Michael was what Michael needed to help Michael do what Michael needed to do, not necessarily for me. Does that make sense? How many of us are getting stuck in what's in it for me? What, what, what? I need to do this because what am I going to get out of it rather than what am I going to do so that I can do what I do because that's what I do. That does, does, that make, does that make sense? Cool. Michael, you had, a, you had a question or comment? Yeah, I was just thinking sometimes, you know, mentally or psychologically, you may need a leg up. Sometimes you need help, you know, and sometimes there's no embarrassment about getting help when you need it. 100%. How many of you are not asking for help? Why? Because we get taught in this world, I got to do it. I, I mean, my way, you know, Frank Sinatra's song, you know, I did it my way. How many of you are butting heads because you're so determined to do it your way and prove that you are the self-made whatever you want to be made? I just learned this. My whole business is built on help. You know, so, yeah, Michael, you, and that sometimes is that's your next step. That's the one thing you got to do. you got to pick up the phone, speak to someone, go and have a meeting with someone and say, I'm stuck. I need help. Can you tell me what do you think? Does that, does that make sense? Now, just as an aside, don't go ask someone to tell you what they think and then 
you disagree with what they think, so you bomb them and go look for somebody else who's going to tell you what you want to hear, okay? Because okay, because that'll it'll create a pre-sessional effect, but that's not what you want. You want to go sit down with someone and say, I'm stuck. What do you think? How can I help? What should I do? Boom. And then guess what? If, if, if those are the right people to take advice from, take advice. Go get the rock that they tell you to drop. Go drop the rock. Create the ripple effect. Move on from there. Go do the one thing that you get advice on. Get it done. Fly to the flower that they tell you to go to. Keep flying until the results come. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, this bee will never, this bee never sees its creation. There's no idea of its creation. That's the beauty of being human beings. We get to experience what we create. We get to experience, we get to experience the precessional effect. We get to look back over time and go, wow, that one decision I made. You know, I, I, I look, the reason I teach today was because my wife, Nicole, in fact, the reason I teach today was because when I was in the corporate world, I read a book called Sales Dogs. And sales dogs stirred something inside of me. So I created a training program for my internal sales team. And I trained them on the book called Sales Dogs. Sales Dogs by a guy called Blair Singer. And because I loved that book so much, I loved what it taught, I sent a mail to Blair saying, hey, I'd be interested to find out if there's a way that I can work with you. And I got an email with a whole lot of information saying, we're launching a franchise. We'd love to chat to you. I got sent all the franchise docs. I communicated with them once. I didn't do anything with it there and then, but I did one thing. I wrote all their details down and put it in a box. Four years later, when I left the corporate world and I started my own business again and I started teaching and training, what was I going to do? I'd had 15 years experience in sales, been in sales as a sales director, built a pretty successful business throughout, throughout Africa. Well, what was I going to do? I thought I'll go back into my own business. Always been an entrepreneur. I'll start helping business owners build sales teams. That's what I started doing. And I was sitting in my office one day. My wife, Nicole, walked in and she looked up on my bookshelf and she said, you need to get a hold of the sales dogs guy. Hmm. And I said, that was four years ago. I'm pretty sure they have launched the franchise. She said, I have a feeling that you need to get a hold of the sales dogs guy. Those of you that know my wife, Nicole, how many of you agree that I should listen to her feelings? And I went, okay. And I left a message. I, I, I was like, in fact, before I even left a message, I was like, I don't even have their details. Anyway, I rummaged through all my boxes because get it now, I'd left the corporate world. I was back in my own office. How many of you realize you pile up a whole pile of clutter over seven, eight years in a, in a particular office. And, and uh, I rummaged through all these boxes and I found a post-it note. And on the post-it note had this guy's name, Kelly Ritchie and a number. And I left a message. A week later, we're sitting at Mug and Bean and I get a phone call. And this is how the phone call went. Baza, Kelly Ritchie here. I said, hey, Kelly. He says, I got your message. I see you're interested in the franchise again. I said, I am. He said, good, have you got a pen and a piece of paper? I said, I do. He said, write down these details. He said this, he said, this is Blair's PA. This is her name. He has her phone number, her email. On the 3rd to the 10th of June, we're having a seven day franchise program. 
It'll cost you 6,000 US dollars plus flights and accommodation. If I see you, we negotiate. If I don't, we don't. Have a good day. Bye. Boom. That was it. Not, wow, I'm so excited. Woo! Let's do this. That, that was it. I had a choice. I had a rock in my hand. You get that? I had a rock in my hand. At that stage, I didn't have a lot of money. I was surviving on a provident fund. Those of you that understand when you pull out a provident fund, sometimes it's not going to last you for the rest of your life or the rest of the month. <laughs> you get that? I had a rock in my hand. How was I going to do this? I knew in my spirit, Nicole knew in her spirit, we had to make a decision. Boom, the next right step, the next flower that I had to fly to was to go to Phoenix, Arizona. And that was 15 years ago. That's how I started working with Blair Singer. That's how I ended up getting to know Robert Kiyosaki, working with Robert. That's how I do what I do today. That's how we built Uncovering Greatness. Does that make sense? What's the right next step? What's the next rock? There was no guarantees. There was no, how many of you get that? There was no guarantee. There was no, I, I didn't say, well, if I come, that, I didn't have that information. I just knew that I had to be there. How many of you are waiting for way too much information to do the next thing you need to do, but you know it's the right next thing to be able to do. You got to do it. You got to drop that rock. Guess what? It's either going to work. It's not going to work, but along the way, did that work? No, three years later, I defranchised. I was one and a half million ran in a hole. But it got me on that journey. It was the next right thing. The next thing I had to do was get out of that hole. You get that. It kept going. Why? Kept creating. I've kept creating motion, 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 motion. Next action, next action. Some of those were the wrong steps. I took it. That's what I felt I had to do. Boom. Oh, wrong thing. Next. What I learned? Move. Is this helping you guys? That'll create precision. And go back to what Michael says. Sometimes you need help. You know, sometimes you need a push. In that circumstance, my help was my wife, Nicole. I had to submit and go, okay, I'm going to trust. That I, I, I feel that it's right, but I'm damn, I'm scared. I don't know, you know, what happens if it doesn't work? What happens if this? And I had to trust her. She said, it's the right thing for you. I feel that it's the right thing. That's the next thing. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So thank you, Michael. Who's the person that can help you? Who's the people that can help you? Who's the environment that can help you? you know, that's why I run this from seven to eight every Wednesday. Why? Because it gives people like you a place to come and sit, interact with other people and get some advice, some information, some, if you want peace of mind, hopefully to move the next step. Does that make sense? Anyone else? Have a look. Cool. Anyone else? Hi, Barry. Capano, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good. Uh, Yo. I actually asked you if you could repeat um, the one divide concept. Uh, I didn't catch it properly, but then I just had a comment um, around this, you know, the right next thing, um, just listening to what you're saying. And I think also from a little, from experience is also that sometimes the next right thing is also appreciating that it may have lag between it being successful and when you actually take so, the jump. So let me, let me, let me clarify that, Capano. There is no, it may have lag. 
Lag is a generalized principle. Lag is a universal principle. Lag exists in everything. From the time I have a thought in my mind to the time the words come out of my mouth, there's lag. It doesn't matter what it is, there's always lag. One of the most underestimated things in business is lag. People way underestimate the time that it's going to take to get things done. Why? Because they think, you know, they're trying to think over here, but they're not doing this. And then they have an, an often an unrealistic expectation of how many flowers they have to fly to, how many rocks, how many times they have to drop that rock in order to get the results. Does, does, does that make sense? So lag is essential. You know, time. You have to put the time in. Okay. You got it. You got to put. You got to put in the time, folks. So you got to put in the time. Whatever you have to do, you got to put in the time. Okay. You got it, it, It's going to come to. It's going to come to fruition when the timing is right. You can. Those of you that come on the sales explosion program or have done the sales explosion program, I teach you in that program how to manage time and space. Yes. How to contract time. How to create the right energy. How to create the right context. How to create the right emotion. But how many of you, if you remember sales explosion, right in the beginning of the program, I start like this, don't I? By the time we get to the end, by the time we get to the exercise that we do in that program, we are right out, we're moving in a very short, compressed space of time, create phenomenal results. So you can, you can compress time and space to affect timing, but in all cases, as you say, Capano, in all cases, there's lag and lag is the gap between the time when you first start doing something. If you like the time when you drop that rock and keep doing the one thing, the time when you do the one thing to when it starts dividing, to when it divides again. And that's timing. Does it make sense? The one thing. You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in the time to get the right next things. So, does that, does that make sense, Kapana? Great. Thank you for that. I think absolutely we think that take the, the sign that it was the next right thing is the fact that it succeeds immediately, but that's not true. So oh, when you true. appreciate the next right thing, you will realize after the process and the, when the timing is right, that actually it was the right thing. Like, I mean, if I look at you now and as much as the franchise may not have worked then, we're talking 15 years later and really the, 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 the work and the impact and the effect that your work is, is having on us is, you know, is incredible. And it definitely was the right thing, but it didn't feel perhaps like that in the first maybe five years or three years. So, so yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, th you know, thank you for that. And no, it doesn't happen immediately. And in this world today, one of our biggest errors or biggest mistakes is instant gratification. People want to start, they want to be a millionaire tomorrow morning. You know, for, for most people, that doesn't happen. Most people, that doesn't, that, you know, it doesn't happen. There's a... You, you, we've got to manage that period of lack. And when you look back, you go, that, that's, that's the journey you want. You know, it's in sales. Sales, you know, you guys have heard me say this before. Sales is a journey. It's not an event. Most people are treating it like an event. If I pick up the phone, I'm going to close the deal, then I'm going to have lots of money. No, you've got to pick up the phone and pick up the phone and pick up the phone and pick up the phone. Why? Because on that journey, you've got to learn. You, you, you've got to learn. You've got to create ripples. You create you know, by doing what you're doing and doing what you're doing and doing what you're doing and doing what you're doing. You, you, you know, create things. I mean, you know, some of you, uh, you know, I've often talked to, about Michael. 
you know, I, I talk about freeway. Michael's been, Mike, Mike, you've been in my world for a long time. Yes. I, I mean, well over five years and, and uh, nine years. And, you know, for a long period of time, Michael said to me, Barry, I want to come to the sales explosion, but I can't come. I want to come to the sales explosion, but I can't come. And, you know, he gets on, he's a regular on our free events. And I often see him when, when we have free programs. And I understood this when the time and the timing was right. And eventually got to the stage when I did a midweek event. It was the first midweek event I ever did. Who signed up? Who came on the program? Michael. It, it, does that make sense? Tighten up. Time and timing. Why? For, for personal reasons he, and, and religious reasons, he, he doesn't work on a Saturday. And I understood that. Does that make sense? So you, you, you got it when the time and the time is right. Now, I could have... I could have compressed that time. I could have changed the program. I could have had it during the week. I, there was a whole lot of things I could have done. I did it for whatever reason. That, does, does that make sense? So, so what is that period of lag? How much time are you putting in? But it's time doing the things that are going to create the results. You know, there's no point in holding that rock, spending lots of energy throwing the rocks back on the bank without dropping it in the water. How many of you are throwing too many flipping rocks back on the bank? And you're not creating the splash and you're not creating the ripples, you know, and sometimes you've got to choose the right rocks. Okay. That's fine. But some of you are spending way too much choosing, spending way too much sorting, spending way too much getting the perfect rock. That's going to do the perfect thing. And then guess what happens when you get the perfect rock in your hand, you stumble, slip and it goes, and you think, Oh, I've made a mess of it. And guess what? You haven't actually made a mess of it because it creates the ripples because that's what you've been waiting to create for flipping months, creates the ripples. It might not be perfect. It not, might not be exactly like you wanted it, but it starts creating motion. Bodies on motion. What it creates starts creating motion. It starts dividing, starts the process of precession. And for, for me, precession is not only a generalized principle. For me, precession creates magic. But as you said, Kapata, most people want to know what the end result is. And, and we taught in this world, you know, we need to, you know, it's, yeah, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. For me, business is 80% action, 20% faith. <laughs> you gotta, you got to have faith. you got to have faith that if you're going to... You're going to drop the rock. If you're going to go to the flower, go to the flower, go to the flower. Guess what? You got to have faith that it's going to happen. And it'll happen when it's, when the time and the timing's right for it to happen. And what happens is people quit too, too soon. Cause they think I'm going to do this. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to phone 20 people and I have this cracking business. I'm going to get appointments and you're going to learn stuff. You, you, you're suddenly going to learn stuff and it's, it's not going to be what you thought it was. And then you're going to have to tweak and change and you have to going to go through the grind. What's the grind? Well, the grind is, the grind is not about holding you back from what you want to have, but the grind is about getting you tight on the inside so you can become a much bigger being so that you can handle the heat and the pressure, get through bigger little voices, create a bigger game, and be able to transition to what you want to have. Does that make sense? So thank you for that, Kapona. Yeah, you know, Reti, I, I, I see your... You'll comment there, you know, uh, when you um, when you signed up, you know, for the business extreme coaching program, it's a big move. It's a 12 month commitment. It's uh, it's a commitment to accountability. 
And it's also the type of program that you're going to be driven on accountability. Why? Because your results directly impact everybody else. They directly impact me. So it's not a case of, you know, it's not a case of Retty's paid me for coaching and I coach her. And it's a case of how, how I run my coaching programs. For example, this particular coaching program, it's, it's, it's based, it's based on the creation of results. So it's like, it's a tough decision, but somewhere in your spirit, you knew that that was the right next step. You, you, you knew that that I, and it's scary. Yes, it is scary. I mean, you, you, you said that, you know, I'm so excited, but I'm also so friggin' afraid. How many of you have been there? How many of you are there right now? You are excited about what you have to do, but it's the fear and the, and, and that being afraid that's holding you back. You got to take the rock, you got to drop it in the water and you got to let it go and it'll, it'll come and you got to do it again and again and again. Does that, does that make sense? And that, folks, brings us really close to the end of another session of Entrepreneur's Guide to Thrive. So um, those of you that I really hope you guys got value tonight. I hope, uh, I hope you learned something out of this. And, you know, for me, this is one of the most powerful principles. I, my, I live my business by it. I live my life by it. It's, and, and it's the principle of precession. It's, you know, it's, this is not a... Barry thought this up yesterday. This is a, this is a generalized principle. This exists. This is life. What's the flower you're going to? What's the ripple you're creating? Tight in the middle. The tighter you are in the middle, the more momentum you can create. The bigger it gets. The more, the more in control you have. So those of you that still haven't accessed the five secrets to highly effective closing. Uh, click on the link, grab that. It's free. It'll, uh, it'll add a lot of value to you in terms of five critical tools that, uh, that will help you improve how you close. Um, again, our monthly, our monthly fundamentals, uh, fundamentals of sales program is coming up next week. It's coming up, uh, it's coming up next week. Those of you that are interested in, in uh, joining me for a one-day sales fundamentals where I take you through the six-step sales process in a very practical program. It's 995 Rand for the day. Uh, click on that link. And then last week, I let you guys know that in June, uh, we are back in a live room. In June, we are back in a live room for a sales explosion program. And, uh, and excitingly, it's during the week. It's not a, we, we're not going to do it on a Saturday. We're going to do it during the week because I want to make sure that I can cater for people like Michael. Those of you that have done it before, um, I will be contacting you in the next couple of days. I have a very special deal for you uh, because, I, yeah, I'm really excited to be, how many of you are excited to be back in a live room with live people doing some live, absolutely live things? So, so look out for that. Look out for my phone call. I'm going to touch base with each one of you that have done the sales explosion program before uh, and chat to you about that. Those of you that have never done it, um, the cost of that program is 4,995 Rand and it's live in the room. Normally that program is 9,995 Rand live in the room, but because it's the first one, we back in the room, back in a big room. Our goal is, uh, we, we'll have a hundred people in that, in that program. And, uh, yeah, really want to give you the opportunity to explode your sales, explode your income. So that's the, uh, sales explosion program. So those of you that are interested to find out more, 
just type in the chat box SEP. If you're interested in finding out more, type in SEP. So yeah, thank you. Thank you to Sully in the back end. Thank you to my team in the back end. Thank you to you guys. Looking forward to, uh, to see you next week. As always, Entrepreneur's Guide to Thrive, 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, if I don't see you before then, some of you I'll see on some coaching calls. Some of you I'll see in the cash flow, in the cash flow club, clubs coming up soon. And uh, look forward to, to seeing you back in the room. So be awesome. Remember, what's the rock that you have to drop? Stop procrastinating. Stop holding yourself back. Go drop that rock. Create the pre-sessional effect that you need. One divides. What's the one thing that you have to do? Get out there and do it. Be awesome. Chat to you guys soon. Bye.